recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. Episode 34. The Donkey Show Crisis. (laughs) Greetings. I'm David Gloyd, host of this podcast, Under the Cowl, which is recorded at uh, the comic book store that I am the co-owner of, Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles, which is located in West Bend, Wisconsin. If you're new to this show, basically, it's us sitting around in the store when there aren't customers. I mean, sometimes customers come in and we'll have a little bit of that, but it's some of the conversations we have when there's customers that we know very well that are in on the podcast. They know what's going on. They know all about this uh, this podcast and our other podcast and voluntarily are on it. Except in, in this case, uh, there is one person who shows up, knows about it, not really thinking that she would be on it. And she's informed afterwards and it's, it's all okay. But we're just recording the normal conversations that happen in the store, different things that we talk about comic book related or movie related nerd stuff we talk about all kinds of stuff and of course we have an explicit rating on this podcast because well initially we weren't intending to do that but we thought well we do it just in case you know so we don't have to sit there and edit things out if something does slip in there but in our very first episode somebody asks about swearing and it quickly devolved into a, a big mess, which clearly needed to have an explicit rating. And uh, the the next few episodes, we kind of just had some fun with it, mostly joking amongst ourselves because we knew that we now had that explicit rating thing. And it just kind of turned into that. So, yeah, this would be an example of an episode where the explicit rating is definitely... Uh, something that should be in there. It's not for all audiences. Um, there's episodes that my children listen to. This would not be one of them. Listen at your own risk, but uh, but we have a lot of fun. And if you're in our area, um, you're always welcome to, to stop in and hang out in the store. We don't always have the kind of conversations we have on this particular one. Well, I mean, there's, there's some good episodes. It's some good conversations going on in here. It's not all just a bunch of uh, middle schooler playground talk, but the, a little bit of that gets thrown into it. So, again, you know, if you're ever in the area, swing by the store, come hang out with us, and you can be a part of some, some really wonderful conversations about everything nerd and some things that aren't even nerd. I mean, we, we, we talk food, we talk... All kinds of stuff. So, well, here we go. Uh, jumping into it. 
I will give away only that the crisis part of this episode title is about a, uh, a box set that one of our customers ordered. It's the complete Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, box set. So that gets talked about a little bit in in here. So, um, well, here, check it out for yourself. That shows up. <laughs> yes. Which probably led to, who ordered this? I guess I'll just put it on the rack. <laughs> probably did. I'll risk my body for a box set if I end up falling, you know? Like, I'll, I'll make sure I land on my back and hold that up. Yeah, well, I don't have $500 for a set like that, which is a shame, because I think that would be wonderful to have. But yeah, I suppose we can't all just have uh, money coming out of our ears, though. <laughs> that raises a great question. If there was a $500 box set of a collection of comics and maybe that's already going to be your answer but is there a complete collection of something that would be like yep that's an instant buy if money was no object it was something that you want the hardcover collection slipcase special deluxe treatment to it yeah i'm not sure i mean that that one would be it the crisis on infinite earths uh, box set. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'd like an entire collection of, but yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, if if I had the five hundred dollars money, you know, wasn't a, an issue. I didn't have kids and a mortgage and all that good stuff. Thirty five. Yeah, that, that would have been something that would have been over oh, back down to thirty five. No, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where the number was. So. <clears throat> It was slowly on the rise, so last time I think I just threw out a hundred. You know, it can just be a hundred. Hundred cats. Yeah, there's an Infinity Gauntlet, or rather just Infinity box set that's like that, that is around that $500 price tag. Saw one in person at a con, and uh, I have everything that's in there. I uh, got all the trade paperbacks and stuff, and while it would be cool to get hardcovers and slipcase and cool design and blah, blah, blah. It's all like Jim Starlin, Ron Lim, George Perez art. But uh, that would be kind of like my first thing, but then I would think like it'd be cool to have all like the the Buffy season ones, but they have those in some library editions. But, but if they came with a giant like, Giles library-esque like card catalog or something. like some just giant set that all the seasons you know were in there that might be one that uh that I could think of so yeah and that's that's one you know issue with your question is thinking what would I want that I don't already have a significant amount of it enough that that you wouldn't go uh, why spend five hundred dollars when I've got most of it? Or yeah, like even if it's something because I'm not sure if Rodney has read. I'm sure he's read a great portion of it, if not all of it already. It probably has a decent, but like to have that. It's one of those I, I just mentioned to uh, Tom when he was in here that Star Wars is something that I'm probably 
going to keep buying over and over again every time a new format, a new edition. So with, you know, I've got the VHSs of the original, then the DVDs of, I would, I don't, I don't remember if they had original DVDs or if that was special edition mm, by that time. I, yeah, I think it was special probably edition by been. that time. Special editions came out in 97. DVDs are probably like a 99 and 2000s of really getting big at least. Um, then the Blu-rays came out. First time they're all on Blu-ray, so I'm like, well, I'm buying them all again, even though I have all the individual DVDs. And then a couple years down the road, they had never been on digital before. And I bought them all on digital just to have them in my pocket, basically, even though this is how many times I've bought this. But Star Wars is that thing that I'll just keep. And eventually, after Episode Nine comes out, you know, next spring, next summer, there's probably going to be the complete saga one through nine set. And it's probably going to look all fancy. And I'm probably going to, it's going to be like a Darth Vader helmet that you got to lift up. Well, you know, they say episode nine is the end of this saga, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, even if it, if it even makes it 10 years, but say 10 years from now, they say, uh, you know, we're going to continue that on not, not just, other Star Wars movies, but we're going to continue that saga. The episodic or, numbers. You know, whether it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I could see somebody becoming the person in charge of, of the Star Wars universe and going, I think it's time to kind of revisit the original saga. The Skywalker saga. Yeah. Let's come out with episode 10. Because, yeah, they're going to keep making Star Wars movies. They've confirmed it with all the people's trilogies that they're just handing out to everybody i think i even got one like just by mistake it showed up and said hey you got a trilogy oh i thought it might have been meant for me oh okay um i had just seen something recently too where they were saying now you know they've realized less is more i saw that yeah so maybe that just means they're going to make less of more but they're still Going to be making more. Because yeah. it was going to be one a year. No, that was the plan. One every eight, 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for everyone. But yeah, the that's something that like when they do an episode one through nine box set, that's just going to be like, I'm just going to have, because the collector in me, the Star Wars fan, but there isn't, like even the Marvel ones, even though I have all those Blu-rays, I haven't bought, rebought all those in a box set because they've definitely had like the complete, you know, the first phase or the first, uh, what do they call it? The, the Infinity Saga, I think they called it. They definitely have like those couple different phase sets and things like that, but that has never got me to double dip. And I love those movies a lot, but Star Wars just seems like something that I'm glad I only picked one. Like, not that I do that for Marvel when I do it for this and I do it for that. Like oh, every time there's a reissue of any movie, I yeah, pick yeah. it up. Spaceballs, I did that. <laughs> I did like a 20th or a 25th or whatever it would have been. But yeah, going back to the comic thing, I think uh, Buffy, if they did a, did a complete cool... It, it would definitely have to be sold on the packaging because I have all those in singles and I have them in library editions. Um, which collects all of them in a slightly bigger format and everything too. But uh, 
if they did them all seasons eight through 12 in one amazing looking could be like a like a tomb like a uh a mausoleum 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 trying to think of like something that is buffy like that you would have to like open up and you know i'm trying to think what it was there's something that i saw fairly recently that was just finally being released on blu-ray and it was just shocking seeing that it's like what that hasn't even been out on blu-ray yet and i can't remember what it was I know maybe this will trigger while you think, but I know the last thing for me, it would have been like two years ago now, but it was the Batman 66 stuff because that was held up in rights and all that. But that one I bought, it's like a $300 box set. All three seasons came with the Matchbox car, playing cards, folding, fold out case. Like it came out with all the shabang. That shark repellent. Yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> but that was one. They indiv- They released them individually, but... That set was long awaited, so I bought, but that'll be a series that, you know, I'm not buying again in a way of like Star Wars, but that was the first time owning it beyond taping off a TV or something. So it just occurred to me, these aren't actually meatballs on yeah. the pizza. No, we've, we've had meatballs on our pizza before. So we ordered this pizza. Ooh. And all right. Did, I ordered is the cheeseless. The, okay. It's one of those where I want, just all the cheese came off. Here's almost. the watermelon pizza that they pictured. Right. So this place had meatballs offered as a topping, but it's almost like they just chopped up meatballs or something, which kind of takes away from the meatball. Yeah, and I'm not getting that that strictly meatball taste from... Right. I can tell there's meat on it, but... Like, no, I haven't had their meatballs either. I, I mean, granted, I haven't like ordered meatballs right from Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like, like, hey, can I just get a serving of like meatballs? from Wedding Singer? You know, can I just get you know two meatballs in my hand? Here, Robbie Hart. Um, That's a good meatball. But yeah, there's I'm. I was eating it, and you know, it, it's good and everything. But then it just occurred to me, like, wait a minute, I'm not sure if there's meatballs on this. Because our first thought is, wait, is you know, you were wondering if there was pepperoni on it because they buried the pepperoni under the cheese, which some places will do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's meat pieces. It's not. I would say it's like an Italian sausage. Like when you get that, those are typically smaller than just regular sausage. Like if you get a Jack's Pizza, their Italian sausage pizza is smaller sausages than the standard one and if i didn't know that this was a meatball pizza i would think like oh it's just a yeah sausage pepperoni right you know going into territory that we don't normally go into that being sports if you tried to play basketball with a ball (laughs) shaped like this supposed ball i think you'd have a very difficult time playing that that particular sport yeah um, although I would pay to see that. Now, the other thing that occurred to me as we're eating this is, so it's it's snowing outside, which, you know, like you said, it's kind of a, a lighter week for comics this week anyways. 
but it's snowing, which gets people to not come in, and that's typically a bad thing. I will say the one good thing about it is I'm eating warm pizza. Yeah, that's uh, because <laughs> usually we sit down to the pizza, somebody comes in, and this isn't a complaint about yeah. you know I'm not going to complain that people are coming in and buying stuff, but it's like we we sit down to the pizza and. I almost immediately have to get up, put the pizza down somewhere, uh, pretend I've washed my hands. Uh, I mean, washed my hands. Pretend. And then an hour, hour and a half, two hours later, I'm back to eating my pizza. So. And me, I'm on dessert like long before before that even happens. So. You've already recovered and you're going back for your leftovers. Yep, yep. Yeah, so it was the lighter week, and uh, <clears throat> at least for me, which I can then kind of judge just overall, like, my order wasn't that big, but I was kind of thankful in the sense that uh, at the end of this week, my week starts on Wednesday, not only because comics, but also uh, work, our ad changes over on Wednesday, so my brain's always like, Wednesday is the start of my week, so at the end of this week, will be Tuesday, November 12th. That's when Disney Plus comes out. So when I saw I had a smaller comic stack, that means I'm going to read them a lot quicker, be able to dive into some back issues, and by Tuesday I'm going to have like a full day where I don't have to read anything, feel obligated to do this, where I can just be like hunker down after work and watch all 600 episodes of The Simpsons in like six hours. <laughs> That's that math checks out, right? Does can you do that? Can you just kind of like fast forward? You know, like you've got it on a v, VCR or whatever. <laughs> just hit fast forward. Netflix had thrown out the 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 idea that they were testing to watch Netflix shows at a faster speed, which got nothing but negative feedback, not only from customers but also the. People that make the projects, I know Aaron Paul from The Breaking Bad, uh, that El Camino movie had just yeah. come out, and he kind of put a blanket statement out there replying to the article that they are testing the idea of having that option for people that love binge-watching. To You can do that on podcasts where you can do it at like two times speed or something. And, you know, podcasts, sure, if you're just listening to people talking, you know, you can kind of speed it up me i wouldn't i would never do that just to i don't think it would, it would sound right i know how these people talk yeah so just like having it i just feel like my voice is bad enough now i'm trying to imagine what it would sound like at twice the speed <laughs> now i'm trying to imagine what it would sound like at twice the speed so then uh he had put out there saying hoping that they won't make this decision because it's messing with people's art you know the way the pacing of dramatic moments and even the speech and the dialogue, all the stuff, it just seems like, on one hand, it seems like, hey, this is a way we can get, I don't know why I went into Stanley. Hey, they're true believers. But this is a way that, you know, people can binge more and watch, but. Yeah, but that would be about like, you know, if you go to an art museum and all they have is like thumbnails of like the Mona Lisa and stuff like that, because you can see them a lot quicker that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Is you enjoy the art, but now you can see more of it faster because they're very small. The best comment I saw under the thread of people talking about that was, 
uh, nice try Netflix you're just trying to cancel things quicker now or something yeah. like that just gives them the option to <laughs> like oh this season's over you know faster than normal so let's cancel it but uh and then everything will leave Netflix uh quicker so instead of seeing those articles like what's leaving Netflix this month it'll what's leaving Netflix this week yeah yeah you have to watch it on five times speed if you want to catch it before it's gone so unless Disney Plus has that then uh we'll see if uh, if I can watch all 600 episodes in six hours well <laughs> if you use multiple devices yeah yeah get on the iPad the phone obviously I'm still eating and I would eat more but Ultimately, well, yeah, that's the thing about thin crust pizzas is uh, you eat a lot more of it. So, and not just because it's a 16 inch pizza instead of a 14 inch pizza. Sometimes I have to kind of inspect the, the little cheese things that stick off the end of where the pizzas came apart, the pieces, because some of them get really thin and curled up and they look like little cheese pubes. <laughs> so, like, I just got to make sure that uh, little cheese pubes. it's not that, you know, the, the person cooking the pizza disliked you and put a little extra topping on your pizza or something. Yeah, they hear the pizzas for Anthony and they just, they know an Anthony. Anthony, to... I hate that guy. <laughs> I've hated every Anthony I've ever met. Here's some cheese pubes. Why stop now? <laughs> but I don't think you're going to have to worry about cheese pubes on there because we didn't get the meatballs. So. Yeah, there's no meatballs. <laughs> That's going to be a new topic thing. Uh, I get. Uh, can I get mine with meatballs and cheese pubes? <laughs> <clears throat> and really sauce it up. Anyway, and, and now I feel like we shouldn't even mention where we got this pizza because... <laughs> You got it from Little Ranch Hut. Yes. Little Ranch Hut. CEOs. <laughs> Little Ran- Ranch Hut CEOs. <laughs> Little Papa Ranch. No, <laughs> no, we're throwing too many names in there. I can't even get it right. So yeah, this time tomorrow. Nope. This time next week. Not only will I have watched 600 Simpsons episodes in six hours... But also watch the first episode of The Mandalorian. We are going to be, for those subscribing to Disney+, Plus, we're going to get two next week. They're originally going to come out on Fridays, but with the service starting on Tuesday, that's one of the biggest draws. It's easily one of the biggest shows that's anticipated the first live-action Star Wars show. So we're going to get an episode one on Tuesday. I shouldn't say episode one when I'm talking about a Star Wars thing. We're going to get the First, yep. Yeah. The Ep- first episode. I could, one. I you, you think it'll <laughs> yeah, start out and it'll say episode part one. one. <laughs> part one, maybe. Chapter one. We're going to get the first installment of the Every Man- Every nine episodes will be a saga. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's going to get real confusing because there's eight episodes in the first season. So then, mm. you know. They'll leave you on a cliffhanger to get the first piece of the next season to close out the saga. Um, <laughs> well, there's eight episodes, but then, you know, they'll announce the uh, the Mandalorian holiday special. <laughs> I'm down for that. But yeah, we'll get the first episode on Tuesday, and then the second episode that following Friday, and then continuously every Friday through the end of the year, which will be eight, eight episodes. 
So I think we'll have like one episode after episode nine comes out of the saga. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of the footage at uh, Star Wars Celebration and uh, I think a lot of people are going to be happy. If people don't like any of the... I love the new stuff, but I think if anybody doesn't like following the new characters and this and that, I think Mandalorian is really going to hit home for them because it, it's taking place after episode six. There's a lot of recognizable like scenery, like character-wise, no, at least from what we know, little we know. There's one character I know that we got to see in the uh, in the early footage at Star Wars Celebration that is a recognizable character from Return of the Jedi, but uh, other than that, just more so like just the grittiness, like it looks like it was filmed then, basically. Yeah. Well, they'll still away from uh, having any of the main Star Wars characters in it, but I wonder how often you'll see, you know, they might decide to throw in like special appearance by some character that didn't have a name until his action figure came out. Yep. Or have Sebastian Stan play like Luke Skywalker or something, you know? Yeah, they could probably get away with that. Even if we saw Minoc, I think people would flip out. Like, oh my god, Minocs are back. Yeah. <laughs> they look like how they were in 1980. Yeah, I wonder if they're going with uh, CGI or Muppets. Yeah, they... Um, in the footage we saw... One of the formerly puppet characters looked pretty puppetish in the brief glimpse that we got to see. Like it didn't flat out unless it's just that good of CGI, but it didn't. So it feels like they'll go more practical than everything. You know, obviously they'll use it when needed. But like, for instance, they did go practical on a, there was a behind the scenes thing that they showed us. And this one might be online, but, uh, they showed like a spaceship battle and they were doing it all like how they did for the original ones, just with the models and swooping the camera past it and doing all the different takes. And they specifically showed like Favreau looking at that and just kind of, you know, tweaking it and just so like that kind of filmmaking is back for this series at least. So, and I was excited to see, uh, Ming-Na Wen, who plays Agent May. Yeah, yeah. So it was announced a couple months ago, it might have been D23, that she was going to be in The Mandalorian, but we didn't know what, what or who she was playing. And it must have been a D23. And uh, I think, yeah, she was honored there for, like her and Robert Downey got honored for like a Disney legend, her being Mulan and... Right. And, and so now that they've announced that she's going to be Princess Maya. Yes. <laughs> and Ming-Na, met her a couple of years ago, followed her since since the ER days is probably when I first saw her. And uh, she's always been like a huge Star Wars nerd and stuff. And like just prior to her working in Star Wars now. But seeing her like react to that and just getting to tell people like oh yeah by the way i'm in star wars she had to keep the secret for quite some time and uh still has another season of agents of shield out there yet but they revealed pictures did you see the pictures of her character at all i did i didn't read into details on a name or if she's you know some kind of bounty hunter um she kind of looked what i read on the picture that i saw 
didn't give a character name or anything that mentioned that she's an assassin. Okay. So. And Ming-Na Wen, that could be a Star Wars name in itself, so. Yeah. So that's like when, they, I know when they casted a lot of the John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and uh, you know, all these other people they added, uh, like, all these, looking at those names, I'm like, wait, are these the real names? Or are these the character names? Because, like, some of them were very, like, stars, Star Warsy in names in a way, so. But yeah, I, that was one thing that, you know, I was already sold for the uh, Mandalorian. But, uh... Well, I just uh, noticed uh, my last piece left me with a little bit of a just burnt aftertaste. And I'm I'm realizing that the part of the pizza is a little... Yeah, see, that's what I was it's getting going. Right. It's not a golden brown. It's starting to blacken a little bit underneath. And even the crust on the edges here, they're so cooked. Crispy. They're like... Another minute or so in the oven, and they would have burst into flames. Like a cracker. Yeah. Consistency of a of a cracker. Um, oh, they're trying to compete with the pretzel crust. They're doing the saltine <laughs> crust. Mm. Actually, a lot of bunch of oyster cracker crust. Things just falling apart. <clears throat> so yeah, like I said, I was already obviously sold for Mandalorian, but uh, her being added was just an extra excitement of you got her. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. You have um, Carl Weathers. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. You got Gina Carano, I think is how you pronounce it. She's from the first Deadpool. She's like an MMA fighter, I believe, turned actress. And uh, I don't know if she still does MMA or not, but she's in Star Wars. I mean, after doing a Deadpool and a Star Wars, I mean, take the whole rock routine and say, yeah, forget about that fighting stuff. Just, right. Yeah. You know, I can get more. punched in the face, or I can act. Yeah, or I get fake punched in the face and punch someone else right. in the face. Um, <clears throat> yeah, seeing that cast lineup is already pretty strong, but adding Ming-Na in there, uh, that added my excitement even more. Mostly because I like her excitement as a fan to be like, I'm in Star Wars. Which yeah. is everybody's reaction, with exception of probably Sir Alec Innes. Yeah. He was probably the well, and Harrison Ford, maybe. Right. Can you just kill me already? <laughs> Everyone else. And yet, all of them like don't want to do it, and yet they come back for a sequel because money. Money's right. I hated that role. Oh yeah, I'll do another one. <laughs> Two three months. All right, we're done. I gotta go to Comic Con. What? I wonder if. Uh, Killing off Hansel. We can give spoilers on this now. I think we're safe. Yeah, we're... You four, did what? That was four years ago. Yeah, if you, if you don't know this by now, you're not... You're just... You're not watching. Um, wow, four years ago. <laughs> yeah, and even even then they were preparing to do another Indiana Jones movie and everybody went, what? He's like, 90. How are they doing? And this is four years later. And they still haven't rolled cameras on this thing. They've recently reconfirmed that it's happening, but not to the point of, like, you, like I think they, I don't know if they gave an official date now, but it's still, like, two to three years out. So it was originally supposed to be, what, 2019, I think was, yeah, this year, which is currently what we're in. I think that was the original one we were, we would have seen it already. But yeah, we're still, 
probably you're out until they roll cameras if that so yeah and now now to continue on that uh that property uh they'll introduce his grandson that he didn't know he had <laughs> i mean because that was kind of the idea that they toyed with i don't know how much was really to it but one of the things that you'd hear is that yeah they were introducing indiana jones's son so that they could continue the franchise without rebooting it but have you know this new character and uh then they come up with mutt williams which that just mutt williams (laughs) and the temple of doom it just it doesn't sounds like a animated uh pug pug series yeah pug will that'll be his grandson right (laughs) there Pug Jones. Uh, Henry Jones the Fourth. Henry Jones the Pug. Mutt Pug. Um, in this week's comics, it's the first time I think I saw a Disney Plus ad. Have you recalled seeing one? Has there been any? No, not that I remember. Yeah, because it was one for the Marvel Hero Project, the docu-series with uh, like real-life kids being inspired and then i think they're like making a comic of them for the show or something and but it's them like kind of overcoming some challenges in life and being inspired by superheroes loving superheroes but then they're all like kids that are like you know working in fields of you know technology and creating things and this and that and kind of showing that they can kind of work above the the disabilities that they have and but it's Marvel Hero Project, and that's going to be a, a docu-series in Disney+. Plus. And that was in the, the Old Man Quill ad this week, so for comic. And speaking of disabilities, I should probably check the snow on the stairs before somebody uh, tries to climb the steps and yeah. gets a disability. It was decent when I came in, so, I mean, it's probably worth it. Yeah, it's probably, check. yeah. Been, been a while, <laughs> But I'm also very caught, like, I'm always thinking, like, just, you know, not everybody is aware of their surroundings. So, while David is gone, this is going to be a special segment that he will hear later. Oh, boy. I was thinking it's light enough I could just give it a quick sweep, but apparently we don't have a broom. There's a dustpan in there. I could have swore we had a broom. Ethan probably took it home. Yeah. yeah. Stealing from work. (laughs) His room has been quite tidy as of late. Hey, uh, it's Michael Rooker here. Special podcast here under the cowl. Uh, David's out there sweeping the steps with God knows what, but I figured I'd stop in here and... uh, Grab some Halloween trick-or-treat candy and, um, you know, check in with the cow and uh, see if they have that new Yandu comic. Uh, Yandu, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Oh, hey, everybody, it's Regis Philbin. I decided to come here to the comic shop. It's amazing. Hey, uh, oh, it's Kermit the Frog, and uh, I came in here to uh, find some comics, and, um... Uh, I can't find uh, Frog Catchers by Jeff Lemire uh, 
because that's uh, one of my favorite uh, titles that I was excited about, uh, you know, because it kind of was about me, but oh well. Comics. Thank you for calling Crimson Call Comics and Collectibles. This is David. I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, we'll still be here for until eight. Uh, yeah, we're we're still open. Uh, in fact, I uh, just walked in from cleaning up the steps again. Okay. See you in a bit. Okay. Bye. Do you know any people that want to go to uh, Ontario for a Comic-Con with me? Uh, why? What's in Ontario? Michael and Laura Allred are uh, going to be there. They don't do too many cons. And uh, so next May 2020. So uh, yeah, it's 12 hours away. I've already looked. It's not that bad. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. I've never been to another country, though. Well, I haven't been to uh, Canada at all. I have been to Mexico, kind of. New Mexico? No, just the uh, <laughs> you know, little border towns. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. You know, the ones where you can just walk across the, the border, you know, and drink at some bar and, you know, catch watch a, don a donkey show. I was just going to say, yeah, catch a donkey show. <laughs> yeah, I just got to throw some salt on it. Kelly can be a guy's name too. Hey. <clears throat> For the record, I've never been to a donkey show. <laughs> I've only seen them in the movies. But, you know. <laughs> Feels like you're yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do have a, a, a donkey show story, <laughs> which I can only tell because we have that explicit rating, but. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the uh, when I was uh, when I was in the army, uh, stationed down at Fort Hood, Texas, and uh, a group of guys that I was in with had gone across the the border, and they actually caught a donkey show. Came back and talked about it, but uh, <laughs> but the biggest news of the uh, you know that they were telling everybody wasn't. Just the fact that they had gone and seen it. <clears throat> it was uh, the story of how one of the guys that had gone, oh boy. who uh, a lot of people called him Killer. Right. Not because he was in the army and was a killer, but hey, they're because he reminded us all of the the Looney Tunes character, the vulture, you know, Killer. Okay. My mom went and told me, get something for <laughs> dinner, that guy. Right. And, uh, yeah, so apparently after the donkey show, this this guy was uh, <laughs> yeah was in, enjoying some some kissing from the star of the show that wasn't the donkey, All like right. fresh after you know so right after you know she had a <clears throat> mouthful of donkey yeah <laughs> so that was uh, yeah. <laughs> That so, kind of <clears throat> inspired you to either stay away from donkey yeah. shows or killer in general. Was he yeah. a general? 
Well, no, he was not a general. Killer. He was uh, he was he was a private killer. <laughs> private killer. Uh, yeah. In in fact, uh, witnessing that probably killed a few privates. <laughs> I am thankful that I had finished uh, my pizza by that time. I think you still had part of a. Yeah, you know, I got to the point with that pizza that um, that the burnt taste flavor was just bothering me. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I had that in the starting pieces, but when you started reacting to it, my final pieces were fine. Yeah. So I guess just so based I, pr- on I must have I must have finished where you had started, and the kind of like with yeah. Private Killer in that document. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you started where someone else finished. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This will be one. Well, see, you know, now I have to make a, a note because uh, we had uh, recorded a, another episode that would fall before this one. Yeah. But will be afterwards because uh, <clears throat> we're not sure what happened. It needs to be located. Yeah, we have to find it. It's the lost episode. But uh, in that episode, uh, my two sons made made an appearance and and everything so i was talking to, to tammy about yeah no they're on there you know you gotta listen oh, to it whatever so i just want to make sure that the wife episode. and kids don't go hey let's listen to this episode because you know we're in it uh, <laughs> and then we're you know going uh, like i don't remember a donkey <laughs> yeah. oh this must be before we were that's what they were really talking about before we walked in <laughs> Oh, hey, guys. Um, Yeah, Terminator. Hey, hey Ma, what's a donkey show? <laughs> it's when, you know, schools will have donkey basketball. Yeah. Uh, what he, What does he mean he had a mouthful of donkey? They eat donkeys down there? Uh, yeah, but somebody had a mouthful of uh, donkey meat. Yep. <laughs> Technically not lying. Yeah. Yeah, boy. This might be one of those episodes where you just call me Tony on the... In the <laughs> meatball Tony. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we talked about meatballs meatball. in here too. Yeah. I've, what about donkey balls? Uh, no, I don't think we've <laughs> talked about donkey balls in there. Now, let me finish after what I'm about to say. <laughs> which Choose is your words a little bit more carefully than let me finish. <laughs> um, let me explain myself after this first part yeah. portion of the sentence, but. I've had donkey balls, uh, but they are these malted, they're like malted milk, banana, or something like that now. Those donkey balls melt in your mouth, don't they? <laughs> Kirby, who will hear this maybe in a couple of years, because I don't know if he's listened to any of them yet. I don't know. Um, he has a he comment. Said, he said he was, he was like getting ready to start them or something. He was, he, he was, was really behind. He's he going to wait for Netflix to, to change the speeds on them so yeah. that he can binge them. Um, but for my former podcast, the AB conversation, he'd always just try to find interesting items. Like he had the bacon and cheese crickets. And, uh, but one of them was donkey balls and they're from Hawaii. They were essentially just, it, now they, you can't beat those Hawaiian donkey balls. Yeah. And I remember, I think there was like a banana chocolate one or something like that. But there was also ones that were named, uh, they were blue balls. And they were literally blue candy balls. Um, 
uh, it's been a while since. I mean, they were good once you get past the name and just the idea. You know, it was just a fun gimmicky name for a delicious treat. <laughs> so donkey balls and this is all because episode one rodney had to ask <laughs> can can we swear <laughs> swear hell you can talk about eating donkey balls <laughs> how far we've made it here uh yeah Donkey balls with the creamy center. And I like a malted milk ball. I see there's one Whopper package in there yet, which I was only eating when I was in Stan Lee mode and costume and everything, because I figured out of any of those, he would have probably ate the Whoppers. Right. It seems like an old man kind of. Yeah, well, we didn't have like hard candies in there. Yeah, there's or no butterscotches yeah. or. <laughs> no, uh, Black um, licorice. Those little gummy. Orange slices or something. Like that. <laughs> oh man, candy, candy peanuts or what, the, you know, circus peanuts. Yeah, circus peanuts. That's that's what they are. They're just like the ones the that are just consistency of a. An they're like packing peanuts. <laughs> yeah, you can also erase with them. I yes. think they worked. It's kind of like a silly putty after a while, you know, when you got to form it. And, um. Yeah, some malted milk. Yeah, you can take circus peanuts and press it to your comics, and it lifts the lifts the ink off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can eat your comics, folks. Yes. And that's why Stanley invented those. Yep. And that's how we got blank covered variants. <laughs> Speaking of malted milk balls, I uh, we were talking about not on here, but I did get a chocolate malt. Shake, well, I guess not shake and the malt. I don't know terminology if that's an oxymoron or well, if that's the same. Well, uh, the chocolate malt is, uh, yeah, malted milkshake. I think it just got shortened down to malt. But I went to Jumbo's, got myself a burger, some cheese curds, and a chocolate malt. And the only mistake I made with that order was that I realized that they had a fried egg burger after I had placed the order. And any time that I'm at a restaurant, Fuddruckers has it on the menu normal time. Burger King had it for a limited time. Uh, the the farmhouse burger, they called it. But uh, the hangover burger is what it's at at Fuddruckers. And, uh, and outside of there, I haven't found a place that has it on their regular menu. And then, like I said, after I placed my order, I just wanted a simple Americana type of, give me a burger and a shake, you know, and, uh, you know, give me a milk, chocolate, you know, it's kind of like one of those kind of things. And, uh, and then I saw the fried egg. It was a sloppy fried egg burger. That's the title of it. So I want to go back either tomorrow or Friday and, uh, try that. There. See, now you've got an excuse to go back to Jumbo's. That's right. And it was good. Their burger was very, uh, no, it was a pricier meal. <laughs> kind of what people had said we had talked about. and Right, and that's what I heard is that, but, but, they're, but they're big and you get a lot. Yeah, it was like a real, like, flat, like, oh. Hey, hello. Like a, hey, can you open the back door for Damien? His shoes suck and he's uh, gonna fall. <laughs> I can't. I, <laughs> it's a, yeah, maybe I should see how the back door looks. 
I think it was okay. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Yeah, it's been a little quiet today, but yeah, we'll and a couple of our regulars, but it's understandable. That oh, of course, stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it wouldn't stop Damon from getting his stories. So. <laughs> it's the only thing he looks forward to. But the crisis set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We cherish our relationships with our customers. Yeah. Part of the staff, let me show my appreciation by presenting you with this box set for free. <laughs> yeah. It's on rush. I've been admiring it for the last couple hours here and just kind of going in there and just kind of checking it out again. But that pesky overwrapped plastic, you know, is really yeah. in the way. I sent a picture to Rodney, he replied, oh yeah. I figured he probably wouldn't mind if I cracked the seal. I'll let him give him Okay. After he pays for it, of course. Time for Damon to buy his three comic books that oh, he's no, getting. Oh, I'm a little worried there. Like, I, I haven't looked at any of the new comics. So. That was an acetate cover. Is that the Bane one? Yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's the uh, Ripped variant. <laughs> oh, is that Legion? That's your job. Oh, but then there's the book right there. That was the the highlight of the week. That's the one I wanted the most. I'm, I was saving that one for home. I didn't want to read that one while distracted and stuff. So, Undiscovered Country. And Charles Soule and Scott Snyder are hard at work at writing the screenplay for the movie. Excellent. They were just recently on Charles... Soul Train podcast that he stole from Ryan Stegman. You have a confused look on your face. I can't find that one. Pamperella. Did I forget to write Don? <sighs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's not possible, is it? He's always very organized. And... <laughs> yeah. What you've been I know the series is on my list. Hell, I got the picture on my book. <laughs> yeah, but you're stressed out. <laughs> well, I will admit that once in a while there is one that I slip from my list too, because I'll usually have my list of checking it off as well. So, Vengeance of Vampirola, number yep. two. You might have it on a different page, because on your list here, you've got that it comes out next week. I do. There we go. That settles it then. <laughs> And you're supposed to go back an hour, not forward a week. Daylight savings. Well, winter jumped ahead, so it's way off. It is true. Well, I, I, I'm curious. I'm excited to see what how that's going to be approached because I'm not sure how if she's going to be like that full, like, <laughs> or if it'll be more like a you know, she's a cheetah because she's quick and like you know gotcha but uh, yeah i I'm, I'm very curious i'm uh i'm confident in the choice because of how successful that first movie was that if they go out and just be like they know there's a lot riding on it and she's done some some serious roles and i think this could be one of those things that she might be able to pull off you might yeah I'll like, like I, I like her like i think so. like, like it could be a michael keaton batman yeah, yeah, you know, Mr. Nan, Man, Mr. Nanny is going to be <laughs> Batman, and 
you know, even like a Heath Ledger Joker. So ever, ever since the Heath Ledger Joker, that's when I'm just like, you know, what? I'm I'm there for it. We'll see see how it turns out, but I am curious just because we don't know at all how she looks. I don't. No one's. Not, I haven't seen a picture yet. Yeah, we're only we haven't seen much from the set, and I think we're probably within the month we're going to get a trailer. Uh, going back to Joker. Criminal Sanity, according to my CLZ comic app, it says December 4th, so it's going to be like one of those every other month, it looks like. But yeah, according to this one, it says 12-4, so I don't know if that's... It says book two, December 4th. First one came out 10-9, so either it was delayed or it is part of the every other month, which some of the Black Label titles are doing. As far as Strike Force, issue two looks like that was ten twenty three. Right, issues. And issue three slated at eleven twenty according to this app. So in case that was a, a question yet. Looks like Brian Quinn is doing some bartending in New York if you wanna make it. Wanna catch him bartending, so tonight. New York. Yeah, well you know what? We go out there, we catch him uh bartending. And then we'll have some cronuts in the morning. For yes, breakfast. cronuts. Okay, well, I guess that's it for me. Uh, I know. Happy birthday. Which bird? Is this something different? Maybe something Is that um, toy yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a gift card. gift guide, yeah. Can I take one? Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you'll see probably some stuff that's in the current ones, but then just things throughout the past year or whatever's in stock, just kind of an overall, like, hey, this stuff is always available. And yeah, I don't know if they normally put, just like uh, every year they put out a toy guide, but I don't think it's necessarily anything new in that guide. Some that's rent immediately available. Yeah. Why don't you ask him for the Wi-Fi password? Oh. Go ahead and say the words. What's the Wi-Fi password? No, ask him the question. I just did. I said, what's the Wi-Fi password? What's the Wi-Fi password? Is that the question? It is, uh... Because you've just been recorded now. <laughs> They're recording their podcast under the cowl. Oh. <laughs> you didn't want to sit in the room because she didn't want her voice recorded? Uh. <laughs> so sad. Too bad. Um, You're famous now. Podcast Yay! superstar. Yeah. <laughs> now I can tell the whole world what our Wi-Fi password is. <laughs> yes. Actually, I have to double check it. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. He just tried to... No, we're good. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just trying to be big. But it's a... What? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Shall we? Choo choo. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. There's a box on the table I want you to grab when we walk through. <laughs> yeah. Do you care if we go out the back door? Uh, no, that's fine. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a witness here. <laughs> Crisis on the internet first. Why did you buy it? That's $500. Oh, it's not as big as the other I'm sure he can win that one. Customer arrived a uh, place that I'd order probably in what beginning of summer, maybe? You know what I did? 
But it doesn't lose its cool ideas. No, but it's saving a shit ton of money, and you know, I hear a lot of the tie-ins that they're building, like, this is from the way you use it. I think there's like 14 hardcovers. Yeah, but they're comic book size, and there's a lot of those over so I've only read the beat. I'll make it. A $500 box, you can buy it. Excuse me, that was Michael Rooker with a Michael Rooker burp, a classic Rooker. Uh, Miss I say a big juju with this one. Better than here than to be in the car. Did I just hear voices coming from in here? Voices? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you might have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm walking in the back and I hear voices. I'm like, did somebody come in? <laughs> Yeah, you just might have to edit the podcast. I don't know. Oh. Get ahead of the game. Because usually it'll be like five after, and then I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta pack up all my stuff. Hey, you might have to eat some more Snickers. I ate a lot of Snickers today. I, I think people. Do they really have a lot of Snickers? Are people walking in and throwing Snickers in the bowl? I honestly think that more were added to it because of like, that's been my primary, that and Kit Kats. But. Because I think the Kit Kats might be gone. Or there's maybe one lone one in there. But but I've had plenty of Snickers to the point where I'm like, okay, there's... Oh, the, yeah, the lone Kit Kat. Oh, oh wait, there's two. Three Kit Kats. I normally eat the, the Reese's, but these taste like... These taste weird and fruity. I heard you guys talking about that, but I didn't try them since uh, the fruity peanut butter cups. Does it smell a little? Yeah. Like they got too close to the Twizzlers or something? Hey, can or? you pick out what kind of fruit it is? Because I, I really can't. It does taste different. I still. Yeah, the peanut butter is still. Uh, we got lucky here because the stuff at the house was. Uh, it wasn't just the Reese's peanut butter cups. It was like. A lot of the chocolate items got that fruitiness to them. So they kind of tasted like um, when you get, you know, that box of chocolates and they have the weird fruit flavored cream ones. And you get that chocolate and weird fake fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does kind of taste like there is some jelly with that peanut butter. Which might be fine if it tasted like a typical jelly fruit flavor, like grape, strawberry. Now, I haven't looked at our Facebook page. I mean, did you post anything on the uh, crisis box set at all? I didn't. <laughs> I I did kind of joke with Kurt just saying, you know, to post it and just say, you know, for sale and then tag Rodney or something. <laughs> I sent the image to him personally. Uh, but offer, not offer a discount, but then give our, our typical disclaimer, not, you know, not valid on pre-ordered and held items. <laughs> yeah, I sent the or a picture of it to him. Personally and directly, but uh, that's as far as it went. Yep. You know, if I had $500 just floating around, I'd pick it up. Yeah, I like that older, older stuff. It's actually, you know, kind of 
the stuff right after Crisis that I really started reading a lot of, but I'd go back and read some of the pre-Crisis stuff. And then you'd have books like uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow or whatever, you know, where they do uh, follow-up stories on uh, like the Silver Age characters. Because a lot of those writers never really got to finish, you know, you'd be doing a run on a, a character and then all of a sudden, you know, this this mandate comes down and you're doing this big company-wide, company-wide crossover. crossover that's just wiping out the whole universe you've been writing. You know, I guess kind of like um, what happened when DC decided to do the new 52. You know, that was there again. You know, they kind of like, well, you know, the, the other stuff didn't exist. Um, it was all so for nothing. like. So, like, all those writers, you know, that are, are writing stuff, they're right in the middle of stuff. Maybe they had enough warning to try and finish stuff up, but I'm sure they still had stories that they meant to tell. I'm really surprised that there weren't some of those. I mean, there might have been a couple that I'm not aware of, but I'm surprised that there weren't any, or maybe DC just decided not to let them do anything, where they would do, you know, kind of a, a, a story, kind of this one-shot I think the only giant size story where they get to finish off. Can they legally use giant size over at DC or is that a Marvel exclusive name? Uh, jumbo size? Jumbo I don't size. Jumbos, that's right. I had the malted yes. uh, shake. The only info I can give on whether or not uh, any of that kind of stuff existed Kevin Smith and Walt Flanagan's Batman run, they have done two arcs, two books, and they had a third one that. Has been several issues written, several issues drawn. Then a bunch of the comic book men stuff happened. They went, he went off and did the Cryptozoic Man comic over at Dynamite that they did throughout Comic Book Men. But as a lot of Kevin Smith comic projects end up going, they usually get delayed and you know issues being released years apart from each other and things like that. And he had talked with. I think it was with Dan DiDio, that their Batman story is like the last thing that's kind of like hanging out there, that he was open to them just releasing it. They could do whatever they want as far as like, you know, you don't have to follow because it was their own kind of thing anyways. Right, because it was a continuity that happened before anyways. I mean, it was set in the regular, what was the actual continuity yeah, at the time. Yeah. But they said, like, they would be actually the lone book that they would just say, yeah, go do whatever you want, you know, and you're kind of in that, your own zone on that one, but... Well, of course, now, um, since Rebirth and then, to an extent, to Dark Knight's Metal, that storyline, kind of, all that stuff sort of said, okay, well, now all this pre-New 52 stuff did happen, which makes it a little confusing, because now there's not really set continuities like everything happened but they started reintroducing the pre-new 52 stories and that's when you had uh you know wally west coming back and then realizing that okay somebody was tampering with uh with things and caused you know caused the creation of the new 52 universe which was kind of the same as the pre-new 52 one but missing 10 years and all that complicated stuff comics are really easy to just jump in and figure out what's going on yeah if you don't know what's going on just make it up yeah yeah. i mean that pretty much works uh, 
that's what most writers do. I don't know what's going on or what to do here. I'm just going to make it up. That's why you have so many continuity problems because somebody jumped in and they didn't really know or they had an idea and it didn't work. And they're like, ah, that's okay. This is what I'm doing. So I'm excited to find a few books that are like easy uh, right now. And I talked about in the last Crimson, but the 30 days of Radmus that's going on right now that I celebrate my third annual reading of the mm-hmm. Silver Surfer by Dan Slott and the All Reds. Um, I always try to recruit somebody who hasn't read those 30 issues an issue a day for 30 days in November. And it's always hard to, you know, just get people to commit and just say, Oh yeah, that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it to the point where I'm just like forcing them to read it. And I just kind of offer it. And a friend of mine, um, she hasn't, she's read decent amount of comics, but she doesn't follow regularly loves all the movies and shows, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I had thrown it out to her and I said, Hey, if I gave her access to my digital account, she's got two young kids. So she's got a lot of, you know, bills and this and that, you know, not that she's going to run out and buy an omnibus or anything like that for something she's never read, but like, Hey, I've got them all on digital. She logged in. We've been reading uh, one a day and that's been, uh, and she's been, I said, what's cool about that series is that Don Greenwood, the reader, if you're brand new to comics, you're basically experiencing it through her. So anything about Silver Surfer, any of the history, you find out you're on the same knowledge level as one of the main characters. And we're at that point where she starts questioning about the Silver Surfer's past because they landed on a planet to check out the cosmic rays. You know, it's kind of like a Northern Lights thing, but they're cosmic rays and they're literally like, like, like rays, like fish, like stingrays. Right. And they're all multicolored and they're flying in the sky and stuff. But everybody on, on that planet is looking at Surfer and just going, oh, let's get away. That's the Herald. Oh, there's the Herald. There's the, oh, it's the Herald. Get it out of here. And she's just like, I thought your name was Norrin. Everyone's calling you Harold. Harold. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, they, they just called you Harold. And he's like, oh, never mind, because he keeps kind of like... Yeah, yeah. don't worry about that. Uh, they, they must have me mixed up with someone see, else. I'm he's not been Harold. saying that for a couple issues, because he's like, doesn't there's a eventual... And she's like, I think he's leading a double life. Yeah, see, there is a point when it's revealed, and it's a pretty huge moment, but he's been... There's been a couple times where people have been scared around him, and uh, and she's just so clueless to why, because he's been nothing but a champion he's for He's like such a great guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But going back to the root of why I start saying that is that that's a series that I told her, I'm like, it's been 50 years of Surfer, but I'm like, you don't need to know any of it because you can just jump onto it. And since she has access to my digital account, I got the Vision series on there. I'm like, you know what? That's another thing, too. You know the Vision. You know Scarlet Witch from the movies. I'm like, that's all you need to know. And it's its own self-contained. It doesn't cross over with Secret Wars or Civil Wars or whatever wars star wars Wars. (laughs) episode one mandalorian um saga returns so finding those comics jump on points can be difficult they're out there so maybe i can throw that is there something a superman story or like a graphic novel or a trade anything that you can think of that's kind of it's it's out like so it's own self-contained thing that you yeah where 
even if it's not just an origin where it's just like, oh, this is this person's take on the Superman origin, but also just kind of like, I mean, if you get the gist. Well, that was a good Superman. thing. Like I brought to the club last weekend. Uh, Superman smashes the clan. Yeah, yeah. That would actually be, I mean, it's a new thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that's been out for a while. Although at the same time, it's kind of a classic thing, too. Because it's set in 1946 and based on a radio program from that time, um, but it's it's self-contained. There's no you don't open it up and have to read Superman's origin and things like that. That that's a good thing about a really well-known character like Superman or like Batman or Spider-Man. What was that last one? Spider-Man. Spider. Yeah, I haven't heard. Of, did I say man? Okay. I haven't heard of a spider character. Um, because. The general public, general public, is a private killer. <laughs> Donkey show. Go on. <laughs> they have enough knowledge to just jump in. You don't have to have a Superman origin story to have a new book that anybody can jump into. You don't have to have Batman's origin. You don't have to have that same shot of we him with his parents pearls. in the alley under, we don't the, get to see the, pearls? under the light. You just yeah, know, yeah. as long as you know Superman, he's a guy that can fly. Oh, wait. 1946. Yes. He's a guy that can run across power lines. <laughs> he's Power Man. Power Line Man. Well, you know, you run across the power lines because then you don't have to stop for traffic. Yeah. That's why squirrels do it. So. Right. Yeah, I guess they could potentially have to stop for a squirrel. <laughs> The squirrel traffic is right. Can get pretty, you know, in the middle of nut season. Right, so. right, yeah. Some squirrel dropped his nuts, and traffic was backed up for a mile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that's 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 an example of something that just it just came out. It's brand new, and you can jump into it, and you know, it's it's accessible. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things now even with uh and marvel of course is sort of infamous for it now with the the new number ones and restarting things all the time um but even with doing that you still kind of feel like you need to know all these years of backstory having a new number one doesn't it's not restarting anything it's not really restarting just renumbering for a more yeah it It'd be different if, if every number one started a brand new story with introducing the characters and and everything else. Like even that surfer run I talked about, it had two number one issues. Had number one and then two years later had another number one. And if you read at that second number one, there's you know fifteen issues of a story that you've missed that you would, you know, you can read to a certain point, but at the most of it, you're thinking like, feels like I've missed a lot of their story. So yeah, that's one of those where, just, and yeah, that that tends to be the case. That's why that's why it's so much easier to jump into a character that uh, you have some basic knowledge about. I mean, if you you know, Spider Man got his powers because his parents were bit by a giant spider in an alley. Yeah, yeah. And when explaining that surfer things, I showed her the digital. I made a a chart that I said, okay, this is the reading order. Because I'm like, once you get over this little hump in the beginning, 
it makes a little more sense, but I'm like, you got to start with Silver Surfer number one, but with 2014 number one. You read the first five issues, then stop, and then read the all-new Marvel Now point one number one special, which came out before the Surfer run even began, and it gave a 10-page short story uh, short stories for like a Loki series, a Black Widow series. Uh, There's something else in there. Um, but also the Silver Surfer to kind of give people a sampling of like, oh, here's the stuff that's coming out this year. But if you read that Surfer story, like I did prior to the series beginning, you just jump into it and you just get a little taste of what's going on. But if you're committed to reading the whole thing, I told her, I'm like, let's not read that one first because it's not, even though it came out first, it's not going to, it's going to be better. So in the omnibus, they placed it after issue five of the first volume of that run. So I'm like, you got to do one through five of 2014, then Mar- all new Marvel Now point one, 10 page story, then go back to six through 15. Then you got to go to number one from 2016 and then you have to go through 14, and then we're good. Yeah. Now, when you say that to just anyone being like, why can't I just read one through... Wait, why is there two... Does no, every comic there... come with a map? Yeah, so that you can... it should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of them in the beginning will have a thing, you know, what's going on, but it's usually uh, very localized to recent issues. This is what's going on. You know, instead of doing that, they should just put a little chart and they can do some uh, some Hickman esque <laughs> uh, charting and, it's and stuff. And you, you read a little bit about it, and then you jump into the to the reading. You know, I th- I think something like that would make uh, would make it a little bit easier for for newer readers to jump into stuff. Introducing a new character would would be great. I mean. Um, Every time you relaunch X-Men number one, you know, because they're always throwing in new characters anyways, you know, maybe they should do it like, okay, well, we have this new character and that's it. And that's, you know, kind of the, the readers, you know, you follow along with them and learn with them kind of thing. And they, if they, they did that more often with, with stuff, um, then it would be much easier to experiencing it. it through their, yeah, even if it slowly, you know, you start off with that new character and then go more and more into the rest of the, of the book, it would feel a lot more natural. I mean, really, you could do that even with, uh, say, say Spider-Man. You want to relaunch, you want to have Amazing Spider-Man, number one, volume 470. You know, maybe you introduce some new character and you kind of are introduced to the story through kind of through their eyes, their perspective, you follow them along and then kind of slowly go back into Spider-Man and, and his, his regular supporting cast. And his amazing characters. friends. Yes, his amazing friends. Um, that would be another another way to, to potentially do that where you could have a number one. You don't have to like eliminate all this backstory stuff, but you introduce them with a character and get into the story and kind of slowly get into it. Now uh, that would be a little bit more natural uh, and just, you know, kind of a, a more organic, I guess, uh, kind of way to jump into a story. 
I like that. I like that. Unfortunately, nobody working for Marvel or DC or any of the big companies with books that have been going on for long periods of time um, are going to listen to this and go, hey, you know, there might be something to that. See, now we've got a great reason to start a new number one. I uh, maybe I'll try because I have a new uh, bestie, as as they call it. Um, you may know him by the name of Michael Allred. So uh, he's advertising his David Bowie, Star Streams and Sky Riders, Moonbeams and Laser Stars, whatever it's called, the. <laughs> The, the Bowie graphic novel that's right. coming out in January. It's got a Stardust, Stardust and Moonbeams, Moonbeams. It's something like that. Um, I have it pre-ordered here through the store. I don't know much about Bowie. I tweeted at him because he was just advertising it again the other day. And I said, I don't know much music beyond like Weird Al and TLC, but I am excited about the Bowie book. I got it pre-ordered and I've been listening to Bowie on Spotify every morning as I get ready for work. So just kind of, you know, getting a little more, um, music is not a big thing of me, mine. And, you know, I just not a real diehard, you know, beyond a couple of things, but, uh, he had liked that. And then he had talked about, this was a, a tweet to everybody that said, if I ever, it's something along the lines of, if I ever come to your house and you're not using your Bowie stardust and moon beams, uh, hardcover as a coaster a little tear is going to roll down my face and then he posts there's a a gif of rob an animated robin with like that he was like crying like a small tear came down his face or something and i replied to him saying i'm like i'm not gonna let that happen i'm like if you ever come over to my place uh you can you know check out my arcade machines and my giant galactus trilogy hardcover uh book he quote tweeted me, meaning all of his followers then see it rather than a direct reply to me. And in capital letters, he goes, arcade machines? He's like, where are you at? Hashtag new bestie. And this is from my favorite artist, Michael Allred. And, uh, and that, I think, extends to his almost exclusive colorist, his wife, Laura. Um, I think I can officially say that I'm friends now with Michael Allred. Well, yeah, he did uh, announce it on Twitter, so it's... he forgot to hit the follow button, like Mark Mill uh, Miller did. Uh, Millar did a couple. Normally, I never say it wrong, but I just whatever. Uh, now I have a new best friend, so I don't really. Um, so maybe he, with the excitement, he forgot to hit follow, or he hit it so fast that it unfollowed because he he double clicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working. He's on his PC and stuff, and. Uh, um, but I think I can hold them to that now. So, and before long, he'll be listening to this. And then we'll finally see, you know, comic books where it's new number one, but you're now, you know, following these major characters through yeah, a follow- brand new character. David Bowie in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You follow him through Spider-Man's journey. David Bowie is just a... Young up and comer at the the bugle, right? He's got pictures of Spider Man, yeah, Ziggy Stardust, and the Spider Man from Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That actually should be a thing, but maybe that's something that you know your your new bestie would would tackle. I'll pass it along to him. So. You know, 
<laughs> you know, because then he's got some experience doing some Bowie, and you know, yeah. now, now he gets a chance to write some some Spidey, and uh, yeah, you can just put that together. Done. Yeah. I sometimes we'll be sitting here talking, and it's usually when I haven't really looked at uh, new previews yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see that uh, the Marvel one has Thor number one. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, aside from he's got this very, I don't know, it looks like the headband thing was, it looks like something he would have been wearing around the 90s when all the Avengers got their brown leather jackets and the X-Men got their brown leather jackets and everybody's wearing these brown, like, leather jackets. But he's got this little headband thing now. Um, But the hammer is glowing and I keep trying to figure out, is this some new glowing hammer is it just this is you know he's using his 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 thunder his godlike thunder powers and his hammer just happens to be glowing because here it just looks like the regular one although it's standard yeah i just i had to pick it up and look because i keep going what is does he have a new energy (laughs) hammer they've they've replaced it again yeah it's like a control thing that's how he calls it back to him And he's got his new uh, his new Carol Danvers Miss Marvel uh, <laughs> <Like a laughs> zig zigzag oh, thing yeah. across his Ziggy thing. Stardust. Well, oh, and he's got the he's got like stars in his costume and stuff now too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anywho, supposed to, be to wrap up and make that donkey show at time. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't want to be late. Uh, <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look at that uh, my laptop, and if I remember, since I've got find that lost episode, since it's in my pocket now, the episode's definitely saved on my computer because none of that stuff gets closed or anything until it's all saved, and there's never been a time in the Garage Band where I've done a podcast. And they said, oh, do you want to you know, make sure to save? And I said, no, I don't want to save this. It's never, ever happened. It saves everything, whether you want it to or not. Now, I remember clicking and dragging and putting it onto my desktop so then I could drag it to the drag it to the, the jump drive, too. So, But, yeah, based on the schedule tomorrow, I should be able to swing through because my movie's probably going to be like 7.15 or something, so I think I might just swing through, drop it off, and assuming that it's actually... That it's on there. Yeah. And if it's not on there, we're going to have to recreate it. Talk about that movie again. Yeah. Movie discussion with spoilers. (laughs) And I'll have to... um, David's going to have to come from Appleton. Oh, yeah. Which he, he should be back again this, this next weekend as well, because it's a D&D week, weekend, so he always comes for the weekend. Um, in fact, that was the whole reason he was home last weekend, was because he had to work on D&D stuff to prepare for next weekend. So, And then uh, then he did it. Uh, I'm not feeling good. Maybe I should uh, you know stay home for a couple of days and not go back to class. You know... And uh, so yeah, he he was he was at home until Tuesday. Um, okay. 
And then uh, Monday was a very eventful day. Uh, Tammy took uh, the, the, the mommy cat to the vet to, uh, did I forget what she was taking her for this particular time? Um, so that we could spend more money at the vet, more, more than anything, I think was, was the reason. And, um, so then our dog, Roddy, he, uh, I don't know what happened because this is very unlike him. Um, but he apparently freaked out, crapped all over the house. Um, he must have like been beating his nose up against something because it was all kind of scuffed up and red. And yeah, so she came home to that after having a st stressful day with the cat freaking out at the vet and, and everything. She comes home to that. Uh, and I mean, I can imagine how much Roddy was freaking out to have done this and to have his nose all beat up and, and everything. And David slept right through it. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, she spent pretty much the rest of the day until she had to go to work cleaning the house, carpet cleaning and throwing out rugs and uh, stuff like that that just couldn't be saved. There's yeah. no coming back from some of that mess. <laughs> and uh, so she was cleaning that and got it mostly taken care of. And then David's girlfriend was having um, some kind of whatever she was going through. And... Uh, all she over the house. Yeah, oh. she crapped all over the house. And so so she's freaking out, I, I think, with the school or what, whatever you know, she's got going on. Um, and so suddenly she wanted to come see David here in West Bend. And he asked Tammy, and Tammy's like, no, the house is, yeah. you know, the, the house is literally a shit show right now. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, and, so let's bring people into here. And, then, you know, he kind of talked to her and found out, you know, she was going through this and that. And then Tammy felt bad. It was kind of like, hey, if you guys, you know, talking to, you know, David and, and Ethan, you guys clean the house, get it all cleaned up and whatever. Then she can maybe come, but, you know, it's it's up to your dad. Uh, but they asked me instead. So, <laughs> um, so it's like, I don't know, I can clean the house. I don't care. So the house got, you know, as clean as it's ever been um, because David really wanted his girlfriend to, to be able to, to come down. And uh, yeah, it went from being about the worst that the house has been. <laughs> <laughs> to a complete... To, yeah, it was, it was much better. Of course, and the carpets were also wet. You know, we've got a guest in the house, and our carpets are all wet because we had to clean them, and she knew why. It was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty uh, So, yeah, the week started out uh, really great. Uh, you know, it's one of those days where you hear about this, and you're like, wow, I'm really happy I'm at work right now. Work has ne never been a more comforting place. Yeah. Well, until next time. Oh, is that a card yet? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin.
you can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at The Crimson Cowl. <laughs>